You are listening to the Fringe Radio Network. FringeRadioNetwork.com Listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Long. Welcome, everybody, into another episode of Earth Oddity, your favorite podcast, the most popular podcast in New Zealand. And um, the best podcast you've never heard of. That's right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So we're glad you could join us, uh, myself and my co-host and brains behind the old operation, Mr. Christopher Tiny Sullivan. How's everybody doing? We're here to bring you some awesome stories this week that you'll find entertaining. Got a few of them sent in from from listeners, and uh, um, probably my favorite is one about a uh, Payless shoe store okay. that, <laughs> that pulled off of the ultimate prank, in my mind, but... Uh, I've got the Maga Bomber, Ooh. Indian Corp Smugglers, Ooh. and All Things Kid Rock. Okay. All right. All right. That's good. That's yeah. good. Quite a lineup. Yeah. 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 Anytime you can work Kid Rock into an episode, I feel like we're we're coming out on the plus side here. <laughs> he's uh, he's one of like the uh, white trash patriarchs of the <laughs> world. Is. Yeah. Also, I'm a little mad that he, uh, a few years back, you know, he like teamed up with Hank Williams Jr., and he was like acting like, oh, you know, I'm a big country boy and all that. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. man, you're from you're from Michigan, right? Like, he's always appropriated Southern culture. Yeah, though. right. Like his whole career, he's yeah. from Detroit. But yeah, I went to see him at City Stages in Birmingham one year. Oh, cool. And he was introduced out on stage as uh, Detroit's one and only cowboy, <laughs> Kid Rock. So, <laughs> well, was that when he had like the uh, little person with him too, Josie? That was before then. Oh, okay. Oh no, 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 no. That was after. After I'm sorry, he passed that was after. on, he, yes. he went on in to receive his reward. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> something like yeah. that <laughs> uh but i bet you it was a fun show i I, yeah. I would i would not hesitate to go i'm not a kid rock fan <laughs> I, I only know like the ball to whatever song yes. that's probably the only one i really know well you know cowboy oh yeah that's right i'm a cowboy <laughs> that's baby what, that's what gave him national attention that's true yeah so i know two songs but i think it would probably be a pretty fun concert to go to yeah me too i mean i've never been a huge fan of, of kid rock's music but at the same time i've always kind of had a soft spot for him yeah i feel like he's one of those guys like you know your mama told you to kind of stay away from him yeah and he's like super foul mouth redneck guy that you work with at the factory but you still sit with him at lunch because you just got to hear what yeah, he's gonna say right next, yeah he's interested but you know? <laughs> well, he also like like, uh, you know, like it, when I was growing up in the uh, 80s and probably, you know, early 90s, you know, rock and roll had a lot of just like, uh, what's the best word to use? A lot of like, uh, just like bad dudes. I mean, they weren't like, uh, yes. you know, like necessarily tough, but they might be. But I mean, they all had like cocaine habits and, you know groupies and stuff and i don't i don't know that rock bands do that anymore at least it's not like as advertised maybe right. they've all like brought it more internally since 
you know, used to you could only read like a spin magazine. Since the Me Too movement, they've all kind of tried to <laughs> yeah, keep clean that up their under wraps. <laughs> yeah, but I do appreciate him uh, uh, keeping a little bit of the spirit of rock and roll alive. So, anyways, we I, you want to just go ahead and look yeah, into that I story said, since we're talking yeah, about let's it. See, let's go let's ahead and hit get rock at the beginning. Give the people what they want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, that uh, that northern Detroit cowboy, <laughs> he has recently made some controversial comments on TV. Oh, yeah? Nothing new. Yeah. He has done this many times before, and I'm sure he's not going to stop now. Well, hold on. Let me stop you before you get into it. Is he, you know, there was like rumors he was going to run for office or something. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess he didn't. Yeah. But I, I didn't know if he was like, you know, just preparing his uh, campaign or if it was like Charles Barkley saying he's going to run for governor in Alabama for the last like 35 <laughs> years, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Okay. All right. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. But... In Nashville, Tennessee, you know, like many cities, they they have a Christmas parade every year. Oh yeah, and uh, he has for a long time. He has been the grand marshal of the parade. Oh, well, he has been removed from said parade after he made some comments on Fox and Friends uh, last week. Mm-hmm. On Friday morning, Kid Rock used an expletive to describe Joy. Is it Bar Joy Bar of the View? I, I thought it was Behar. Is it Behar? I don't know. Write in and let us know. Yeah, I, somebody, I don't watch the View. Yeah. So. I'm work when I'm as at work when it's on. So yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I just there's not any room on my DVR. It's, yeah. it's full of Hallmark movies and Paw Patrol, <laughs> and there's just not any room. So right. well, I know me and you are probably the demographic they're looking for yes. to tune into the View. You know, oh, yeah. it just so kill, they're probably it kills disappointed. Me yeah, that I can't watch it right. every day. Yeah, but he was doing an interview, and he said, uh, "God forbid you say something a little wrong." You're a racist, homophobic, Islamophobic, and that is that. People need to calm down, get a little less politically correct, and I would say, you know, love everybody, except I'd say screw that Joy Behar (laughs) (laughs) B-word. Which, it sounds to me like he's making a joke. Yeah, I would agree. You know, I don't, if I, I would denounce this if if I thought he was serious. Yeah, well, I mean... I, I I probably well like I tell my kids like we don't want to intentionally say anything that hurts anybody's feelings. That's right. just a good general rule for life. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know like have they had some back and forth or something? Is this like a rap battle like rap beef or something? Like she called him a you know a, a redneck and he decided to come back and call her this. Well, I read that uh, what prompted this was, and again he may have just been trying to say a joke and be funny. But on the View, he it was him, Sarah Palin, and Ted Nugent. They got oh, to go to the White House. That's the trifecta right there. <laughs> yes, yeah. it's like the redneck trifecta. Yes. <laughs> None of them are from the South, by the way. I just want to bring that up to our listening audience. Yes. Like Sarah Palin's from Alaska, and I think Ted Nugent's like from... He's the Motor City Madman. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah, from, he's from Detroit, Detroit, too. too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. What is it with Detroit getting all our wow. most famous rednecks? Yeah, that's, that's crazy. Fair. That's crazy. Wow. Can you even name a famous... I mean, okay... Alabama has plenty of rednecks. Oh, yeah. But do we have a famous redneck? Well, I mean, Hank Williams Jr. Yeah. That's probably number one. <laughs> George Wallace. Yeah, George Wallace. That's a big one, He's too. more infamous. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's a big Not one. a huge fan. He did change later on in his he career. Did. He did. You know, we have to point that out as Alabamians. <laughs> yes. You know, it's like built, built into us. Everybody like... Hey, uh, we know he did like a lot of racist stuff, but like later on, he was like an was okay cool. guy. Yeah, he wouldn't right. do that now. No, well, he wouldn't do it now because no. he's 
He's right. passed on. Yeah, he's lit. definitely dead. He Met was. him one time, by Did the way. Did you really? Oh, yeah. Got a matchbook from the governor. It has, like, Governor Wallace's name on it and the <laughs> yeah. uh, state seal of Alabama. Yeah, we're touring the Capitol. And he, <laughs> came, he came wheeling out in his wheelchair, shook my hand and everything. <laughs> but anyway, they took a picture, these, these three, you know, conservatives. They went to the White House and they took a picture in front of, like, Clinton's, you know, photo, like, was it, can't, like. Yeah, right. Her, like, uh, Portrait. Yes, her yeah. portrait on the wall. They took a picture, and she made the statement that isn't this sad? This is the this has got to be the saddest moment in White House history since the British burned it down in eighteen twelve. <laughs> That's a little bit of hyperbole. <laughs> I think yeah, so. right. But okay. I mean, I would say like all the stuff that her that Hillary's husband did in the Oval Office with an intern. That's <laughs> yes. pretty. That's pretty low right there on the list. So he's actually defended this. He has come out since, and he has said, uh, he mentioned that, and he said, you mess with the bull, you get the horn. So basically, you you know, this is Kid Rock. He's not sorry for anything he said. right. And I've also read that um, a lot of the proceeds from the parade, they go to help like a children's hospital in the area. I wish I was more specific Yeah, how do you raise money with a parade? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we should get in the parade business. <laughs> Maybe. But uh, allegedly, he donates a lot of his own money to that every year. That's so good. he kind of feels like he owns some of the parade. Ah. And I've read, you know, some of his, I think his lawyer or somebody said that uh, he's going to go down there anyway. <laughs> he's going to be like the unofficial. It's going to be a showdown. <laughs> That's wild. So. Oh, you don't do that, Kid Rock. You know, don't ruin <laughs> a Christmas parade. Yeah, you're better than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I know everyone's surprised that um, Kid Rock was not like the gentleman he should have been, yes. <laughs> given his past history. But, uh, you know, I don't know that I would bar him from doing that. I may have been like, hey, if I was over the parade or whatever, hey, kid, Mr. Rock, you know, we need you to go on the news and just just. Throw out a little apology, say in the spirit of Christmas mm-hmm. season, you know, we, we don't want to make enemies. This is a time of year to bring people together and, you know, celebrate this wonderful holiday. Um, I don't I don't know that Kid Rock's big on church, so you may not get him to go like we're celebrating not. the birth of our Savior, no. you know. Um, but I mean, he's he more can, the stealing the baby Jesus out of the nativity yeah, that's type right. of guy. Yeah. Like replacing <laughs> on it a with late, a, on a late Saturday night after he's been drinking. Like replacing it with an empty like six pack of <laughs> a natural light or something. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that's definitely more his speed. <laughs> yeah, but I, that's how I think I would handle this. You know, instead of just being like you can't do it or whatever, mm-hmm. especially if he's donating a lot of money to a good cause. Yeah, and also. I would say on his part, like, hey, man, I hope you just keep donating. Like, mm-hmm. maybe you weren't donating so you get to ride on the fire truck in the parade or whatever, uh, you know. Yeah, he made the mayor mad, and I think it was it was the mayor's office that removed uh, him as grand marshal. But yeah. there's also some of the some of the sponsors of this parade are some of the bars in Nashville, like some uh, of the larger ones. Yeah. And they have been suspiciously quiet as far as, you know, <laughs> denouncing Kid right. Rock's comments. Huh. Because, well, know, I guess they want him to come play. That's you what know, I would They're not, not going to say a bunch of mean right. things about Kid Rock because he brings a lot of money in there. Well, and I don't know. think your Nashville bar crowd 
they probably identify with Kid Rock a little more than Joy. I would think so. In this instance. And if you're going to be bringing a lot of people downtown for a Christmas parade who possibly may come in and get a few drinks afterwards, then you don't want to go on record on either side of the issue. Regardless, no. As a former business owner, I understand that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would just be, be quiet, too. Might tell my close personal friends, like, hey, I think Kid Rock's kind of a jerk, but yeah. I'd be like, Let's for for public purposes here. We're trying to make money. We are a for profit business, so I want as many who, people coming in as can. Who do you think does more shows in Nashville? Do you think it's Kid Rock or do you think <laughs> right. it's the comic Joy Bar? Yeah, I would think it's uh, Kid Rock for sure. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't think Nashville's her city. Nashville's a really great city, though. Oh, right? I think so too. Yeah, yeah. A wonderful city. But I, I typically don't think that sort of. What yeah. am I trying to say? Like. I, her her humor's not set no. up. I mean, that's more of a blue collar comedy tour. Exactly. Type of thing. When I think yeah. of when I think of entertainment in Nashville, right. I think Jeff Foxworthy, right, Larry the Cable Guy, yeah, Kid Rock, Garth Brooks. Oh yeah, or Chris Gaines. <laughs> just saw that it was like uh, Chris Gaines is just emo for country fans. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh. But anyways, yeah, like. Uh, Chris Gaines is what happens when you let the voices in your head sign a contract. <laughs> yeah, or you're just like, hey, I want to try something new. I've kind of gotten pigeonholed here into being the the cowboy, and I, I actually like rock and roll, so I want to put out a rock record, but nobody's going to buy it if it's Garth Brooks. Right. So let me do this little gimmick, and I'll get some pub or whatever. It was but a then, poor decision on Garth's part. But then when you try to sell that on your name yeah. as a country music right. star – yeah. He should have just simply done it as Chris Gaines. Right. He shouldn't have said, Hey, I'm I'm really Garth Brooks in right. disguise. Come come buy my music anyway. I felt like, you know, at the time maybe he was like, I'm gonna be like Bowie in the seventies with like Ziggy Stardust or something. And or Taylor Swift now. Yeah, yeah. There you go. And it just didn't <laughs> She's work out. She's a crossover out for him. artist. Yeah, she is. Yeah, it just didn't really work out for him like he hoped it would. Hard to criticize Garth Brooks considering he's made like millions and billions of dollars (laughs) selling records around the world. But, uh, you know, I'm not a huge Garth fan when it comes to country. I'm more of a Waylon Jennings man myself. I like older country. I like kid rock music better than Garth Brooks personally. Yeah, I'd probably go for that too. Yeah, yeah. Although... I mean, friends in low places coming. I'm gonna be singing at the top of my lungs. You know, I just can't help it. It's just part of being an Alabamian, I guess, growing up in that era. All right, well, let's move on to another story. Now, my friend Todd sent this to me, and this story I really wanted to to lead out with it as my first story because it has everything that you could want in a story. If you're mm-hmm. a listener, it has um, Florida. Are one of our favorite places. Yes. Um, it has knife play. Check. Uh, it has a Dollar General. Check. Which I don't know if people around the country know what Dollar General is, but just use your mind based off the name. And it has flatulence. <laughs> so, okay. Uh, which is a fancy name for farting, if, if you didn't know. Um, this comes from the Miami Herald. The headline is, Woman passes gas in store, then pulls knife on an offended customer, cops say. What? Oh, yeah. Um, Passing gas in public is often embarrassing. Depends on the crowd. I would just like to throw that in. (laughs) Uh, Sometimes it's awesome. (laughs) You got to have the right crowd for that. Exactly. (laughs) But for a Dania Beach woman... Doing so while waiting in line at Dollar General's at a Dollar General store led to her arrest on a charge of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon without intent to kill. Huh. I don't know how you go without intent to kill. Like 
If I got a deadly I just, wimbin, I just wanted to cut yeah. them. I didn't want them to bleed out. True. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's what police say she did after a man in line complained about the act that led to the charge. According to a Broward Sheriff's Office complaint, Shanetta Yvette Wilson, 37, was in the checkout line at the Dollar General store in Diana, Dania Beach on Sunday evening. Good job. Yeah. I'm getting all tongue-tied. I'm so excited about this story. John Walker, the customer standing next to her, got into a verbal dispute in reference to the defendant farting loudly, according to an affidavit. Uh, Wilson allegedly pulled a small lock blade knife (laughs) from her purse, opened the knife, and told the victim that she was going to gut him. Dear goodness. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay, I'm trying to see this through from her perspective. Yeah. Did she expect him to just be like, I guess most everybody else just stand there and take it and not I, I say guess. anything? I don't know. She I got mean, mad because he he said something about it? Well, here's the first thing. Like, um, the general rule, like, if you break large and you and you don't, you didn't mean to yeah. or whatever, is to blame it on somebody else. Right? <laughs> You're right. So, like, when the dude starts complaining, you point and be like, how's that guy walking by or whatever, and just let it go at that. You know? Or just pretend it didn't happen. I have noticed that when in public, yeah, uh, most people want to pretend like that right. thing doesn't happen. And a lot of times people won't say nothing. You could also invoke the first commandment of farting, which is he who dealt it, <laughs> smelt it. He who smelt it, I mean, he who smelt it, dealt it. <laughs> yeah. Yes. All right. I got too excited about that line. Uh, anyways, while doing so, while threatening to gut him, she pulled back her right hand with a knife if she was going to attack the victim with it. Oh, man. <laughs> Walker was in fear that he was going to be stabbed by the defendant. He got, he was going to get attacked twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, lady, you're already killing my nose here. Um, after police recall, Wilson was found by deputies in the area and uh, was arrested and taken to the Paul Rain Detention Facility in Pompano Beach. Her bail was set at 2500 bucks. Hmm. And um, she looks like a lady who probably had a This is on the 27th. Probably had a few leftover casseroles, maybe some deviled eggs. Sweet potatoes. Sweet potatoes. <laughs> or as my and grandfather called them, music roots. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, and, and just, you know, I mean, we've we've all been there. I don't know if maybe the general public that listens to this hasn't all been there, but I just remember one time, like, the, the worst place to ever, you know, bust some wind out was in like a high school classroom because it was like plastic seats you were in oh, would just like ver- no. ver- reverberate yes. like the tile floor and like the girl you got a crush on sitting like two <laughs> desks over or is she sitting on the clear other side of the yeah. cafeteria right and yeah she's still gonna hear and and you just i mean you're like man i gotta i need to pull a little cheek sneak here <laughs> and get a quiet one out you know like i'm just gonna let this slip, then I'm gonna, you know, evacuate the area, <laughs> and uh, and next thing you know, it just, I mean, it's like rattling that whole room, and uh, that's just rough. And I'm sure that's what happened to this lady. She's like, oh, a little pain in my stomach, got a gas bubble. Let me just work this on out real easy, like. And next thing you know, it's like, you know, and then you got to get into a knife fight with the guy. <laughs> you know? Well, what was the knife fight going to accomplish? I don't really know. I mean, you if, know? I feel like if I was the dude, because I try to put when I read it, I put myself in his shoes. Like I would have turned around. I would have laughed, number one, because I can't not laugh at people <laughs> right. farting. 
And then I would have been like, hey, I think they got gas X over on aisle seven or whatever, and just let it go with that. You know, like it, there's nothing you could do. Once it's out, there ain't no putting it back in. So you just got to deal with it. So, you know, one of my favorite things to say is, you know, like if I'm at work, I like to say, that wasn't me, that was you. <laughs> like whoever's looking at me, you know? That's good. <laughs> like, hey, that wasn't me, that was you. That's good. I don't know why you're looking at me. <laughs> I like that one. Just go immediately throw it around on them. Like, yeah, I like that, you know? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've learned to control myself pretty good over the years. But when I was like a teenager, it was just like Fort City all the time. <laughs> I couldn't do it. I just was there. And now I can, I, can, I mean, at home, it's not... I feel more at home and I'll do it, but you know, I'm not doing it in like the workplace or stuff. If I do, I like go outside or something for a second. Cause you can't be doing that. You know, like now when I had the restaurant, I'd, I'd break it all over everybody. <laughs> a little different work environment than I'm in now. These people are like adults and professional and you know, I go to church and stuff. I don't yeah. want to offend them. So <laughs> not yeah. those, uh, not those non-church attending heathens. That's right. That like to yes. break wind all the time. Those Philistines deserve it, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, I, I mean, if you're down in Miami and you're in a Dollar General, which I didn't know they had Dollar Generals in Miami, by the way. I thought they had them everywhere. I mean, I know they're exclusive to the South. I think the Southeast, but I didn't know that they reached that far down. Uh, I think it's the biggest retail chain in Alabama now is Dollar oh, wow. General. Okay. So. The one they built on Lurling Wallace over here mm-hmm. by the Piggly Wiggly where you can get Cajun Curl, although you're ordering it off of the website with the promo code EOP10. It's like, it's like the nicest Dollar General I've ever seen in my life. When they were building it, I was like, wow, they're putting in a store, Starbucks or something. <laughs> you know. And yeah. then it was like, oh, another Dollar General. Okay, because there's like literally 50 of them in this town. Well, the, I was about to say, the one thing about Dollar General is if you need to go but you miss your turn, yeah. just go a couple more going. blocks. Right. And you'll be you'll one come there. up with another one. That's right. Always interested people in Dollar General, too. You know, I, yeah. like, I like to go in there. Those are like my people. Um, they're, they're the type of people that will fart out loud in a checkout line. <laughs> and then and, threaten to gut you yeah, then pull if you out, say anything about and it. And they have a lock blade in their pocket, and they're going to pull it out and threaten to gut you. <laughs> well, our next story, it is a common turn of phrase to say someone has skeletons in their closet yeah. when they have secrets they don't want other people to mm-hmm. hear about or, yeah. or discover. That's the descriptor of myself. <laughs> in this case, this man had literal skeletons in his closet because he was what's called an Indian corpse smuggler. Oh, okay. (laughs) Headline here. Hold on, like, let's, I mean, let's get it. We're talking like Native American or are we talking From the country of India. He was was Indian as in the for real Indian. Yeah, right. Yes, yeah. (laughs) Like, not not Christopher Columbus raping pillaging (laughs) the Americas and calling them Indians. We named you the wrong thing like (laughs) four, six hundred years ago, something like that. And, uh, and you've been saddled with that for the rest of the time. Our baseball team in Cleveland, we're going to use your wrong name. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. yeah. Indian corpse smuggler arrested with 50 human skeletons in his luggage. Wow. Wow. 50. 50? They weren't all together. I mean, they had to be like... I'm assuming yeah. they got to be pieces. You think when he like pulled it out, he's like leg bones connected to the <laughs> thigh bone. Thigh bones connected to the... <laughs> Maybe. Indian police are investigating a skeleton smuggling gang after Ooh. a man was caught with skulls and bones of 50 different people on a train. Wow. No word if he was headed on his way to... <laughs> 
uh, was it Yale? I don't know. <laughs> the skull and bones. <laughs> That's right. For, for fraternity. Right. Yeah, their fraternity that like <laughs> yes. all the you know important people were in. They said the dogs loved him though. He had dogs following him everywhere. <laughs> I was, that was the weirdest thing to me. Government railway police arrested the suspect corpse smuggler at Chopper Railway Station in India's eastern state of Bihar. The arrested man, identified as Sanjay Prasad, was carrying 16 human skulls and 34 other skeletal remains in his luggage, and he was traveling on the Balia Salda Express to Kolkata, from where police said he was headed for the border to Bhutan. Okay. So, police suspect that skeletons, which according to the suspect, were brought from Balia in Uttar Pradesh, were meant to be smuggled to China via Bhutan, reported the Times of India. Okay. Chinese Mr. are in a lot of weird stuff, by the <laughs> yeah. way. Mr. Prasad was part of a gang who supplied human skeletons to tantrics and occultists in the Himalayan kingdom, police said. Hmm. They also claim that there are a huge demand for skeletons among medical students in China. Wow. Uh, he has been sent to jail while further investigation were on to trace it. Wait, I'm sorry. He has been sent to jail while further investigators were on to trace his accomplices, said Deputy Superintendent of Police, Mohammed Taver. He was unclear how Mr. Prasad was alleged to have obtained the skeletal remains. While grave robbing in poor areas is not unheard of, it is usually takes place in Muslim or Christian communities as Hindus favor cremation. Oh, so, yeah. makes perfect sense. Yeah, right. They'll light them up over there. <laughs> yeah. uh, morgue and crematorium workers, however, could potentially be bribed to perform swaps in which relatives are given substitute ashes while bodies are sold off. That makes sense. So, yeah. I mean, if you're... Yeah, they like, go clean out the barbecue grill or whatever, and like, Here, here's Uncle Joe, <laughs> yes. you know? And then, but really, you're selling Uncle Joe to a corpse yeah. smuggler. Yeah, a corpse smuggler. Yes. Okay. Who's going to sell, you know, your uncle's bones to right. perform some kind of ritual yeah. or perhaps train a, My, I, uh, a radiologist yeah, yeah, in China. Like a, yeah, a doctor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mr. Prasad was detained during a routine inspection against liquor smuggling across state lines. Officers spotted suspicious movement of the suspect. I wonder what that was. Yeah, that's avoiding all the dogs, you know. He was detained and his bag was opened. Uh, Boy, I bet that was horrifying. (laughs) You don't expect to see that on the inside, especially if you're like, oh, he's probably got some liquor. He's probably got liquor or maybe some drugs. No, he's got dim bones. Yeah, right. (laughs) Hey, there's like 50 skulls in here and, you know, like 100 femurs and all that. You're like, wow. (laughs) What are you doing with this? Yeah. (laughs) Mr. Prasad had refused to confess during interrogation, but his mobile contacts are being scanned. So better hope you're not in that phone. Yeah, oh yeah. That's <laughs> He's been texting you. You better get on the run right now. <laughs> Nepalese and Bhutanese currency, along with two identity cards with SIM cards, with Nepal mobile phone numbers were found in his possession, suggesting that the racket stretches way beyond India's borders. Hmm. The seizure of foreign currency is a definite indication that the racket and its tentacles may have spread to foreign countries. In 2009, police in Bihar seized more than 67 human skulls from a bus, and they arrested the smuggler. And then in April of 2004, a thousand skulls and other parts of human carcasses were seized near the Falgu River in the same state. Hmm. So I guess it's getting better, yeah. but apparently corpse smuggling is still a big deal in this area. That's weird. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess people got, you know, their own reasons for needing a 
a skull. But well, I mean, a lot of people over there still believe in magical powers and right. spells and stuff. So sure. They yeah. got to get dim bones. I guess so. I think a more brilliant plan would be is if, if you were into all that and you're like, man, I need a, sc- uh, a corpse or whatever, just go down to a local hospital see somebody who's like, you know, really sick and say, Hey, when Paul Paul dies, I'll give you five hundred dollars for his body. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean just take care of it that way. I would like to be able to sell my body when and I And then die. it's above board. Yeah, right. You and know? then everything's good. You know, like, hey, I'll give you five hundred cash right now or whatever. I don't know what the market is for a corpse. I haven't bought one in a while. But five hundred dollars for her and and I'll hand it to you right now. Sign on the dotted line. When he dies, you call me, I'll come pick him up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure there's probably a lot of laws against that, but I, I would like to be so. able to sell my body, my dead body, to someone. You can donate it. Yeah, but I want to sell it. As it is, but can, yeah. you, well, can you donate it with a, uh, the gift of so much money? <laughs> yes, right. Yeah, I'll, yeah. here you, A.B. Your, your yeah. gift of $500, and I'll donate my body yeah. to the, the yeah, body to farm whatever. at UT. Yeah, yeah, or you can, yeah, y'all can do whatever medical studies you want to. I actually heard somebody else say that we should be able to sell our organs before we die. Yeah. So, like, if you were like, I, you know, I'm going to need a kidney or a liver or mm-hmm. something they take after you die. I don't know how that works. My heart. Okay, let's say my heart because I can't <laughs> use it. I could live without part of my liver and a kidney. We say you need a heart. You would go, hey, John, when you die, I'm going to give you like $5,000 right now. When you die, I got dibs on the heart, you know, instead of just going into like a donor pool or whatever. I would say the problem with that would be you. there's the risk of you outliving your client. True, right. But now kidneys, uh, yeah. I, I really... I would sell a kidney right now. I kind of get yeah. I kind of get that because, yeah. I mean, right now, and this is something Actually, that, I wouldn't. I was, well, was going to yeah. say... Now, so it's something that not a lot of people talk about, but there is absolutely a black market uh, yeah. on oh, yeah. organs. Yeah. And kidneys, you can you can live with a kidney, right. yeah. and I'd be willing to, you know, <laughs> I might would be willing to gamble that by the time I'm old and need a kidney, they'll have you know like fake ones, either robot them. kidneys yeah. or grown kidneys in a lab right. that are just as good or maybe even better because they got superior, they got yeah. Fabio genes right. in them yeah. or something, right. you know. <laughs> you like get a Fabio kidney, you're like walking around with your shirt unbuttoned all the time, like wind blowing through your hair. I like it. Yeah, I see what you're saying. I just wanted to retract my I would I would sell a kidney right now because, you know, like somebody may be listening and they need a kidney and then they're going to call me and be like. Oh, come hey, on. How much How much would it take to get your kidney? It'd take a lot, man. Well, how much? To me to like voluntarily. Get, Everything is for sale. Put a number on I've it. I've had a voluntary surgery once in my life. Yeah. And that was so I wouldn't have any kids anymore. And that didn't work. <laughs> and I have kids now. All right. You didn't do it right. The doctor didn't do it right. I did everything I was supposed to do. I like even asked him if I needed to shave and I'll get everything ready. You know, I was like trying to be a good patient. And apparently I have like super, uh, like my body is like a wonder of medical science and everything I recently went back through, together. I recently went through hazmat training. That's called persistence. Okay. Yeah. When, a, when a substance will not leave, it just yeah, hangs It just around. keeps going. Yeah. It's like, hey, yeah, I don't know. I feel like. They should study my body because I'm a 42-year-old man who does no physical activity, eats a horrible diet, and I am generally happy every day. I take no prescription medicines, and I'm like, I feel like every day I wake up, I feel great. I don't have a lot of aches and pains and stuff. And people, I feel like, you know, I, I talk to people in my age range. Mm-hmm. And they're like taking all kind of stuff and they got aches and all my back's hurting and all this stuff. And really, I'm, I feel like I'm in tip top shape. Now, I probably just 
jinxed myself <laughs> now and I'm gonna like hurt my back tomorrow at work. But uh they should study my body. So and how much? For a kidney? No, for your body. For my whole body? For your whole body. Uh mm. I mean if I'm gonna be dead. Uh, let's say if I die by 65, which is what I'm shooting to get to, right. all right? That's my goal in life. Is if I can make it to 65, I feel like I've done pretty good. Um, I would go $50,000 $50, straight to my wife. Okay. Okay? That just just for a dead body. If you want a living organ right now, yeah. we're going to have to do a lot more talking. I mean, those numbers are going to go up. Okay, because well, <laughs> I feel like part of my... Part of my good, good like feeling and my health like ecosystem I have going on my body that's maintained by like Mountain Dew and Dorito dust. Your microbiome. Yeah, my microbiome. There you go. Is uh, is the fact that I have all everything I'm supposed to have. You yeah, know? yeah. Like I, all that's working. Like you take a kidney out, it could I could go downhill quick. <laughs> yeah. I might have to start taking medicine every day, which is like a huge hassle. I don't know. My wife takes blood pressure pills and stuff and. How do you do that every day? I don't. Even, I don't. Even, I couldn't remember to do it. I'll get antibiotics if I get like a cold or something, mm-hmm. which doesn't happen that often. And they're like, "Oh, take this, you know, seven days once a day." And by day three, I'm like, "I, I don't want to take this," you know. Like I just leave it there. So, how much for a kidney? I mean, we're probably you're looking in six digits, you know. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, hundred, two hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, maybe for a kidney. Yeah, I mean, I would have to be able to like pay off my house. Would you do a hundred thousand? Hmm. Depends on who it's for. Family member, maybe. I got to be a friends and family discount. Total stranger. Total stranger, I may up to three. We'll start. Oh, man. We'll start at five and we'll see where we can work down from. All right. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm an organ. Let me get it out there. (laughs) $190,000. Mm, I don't know. Maybe you're maybe. gonna let him Cash walk. In you're hand? gonna let him walk out the like door you're, you're, over ten thousand dollars. <laughs> like you come in and lay down a uh, hundred ninety thousand. It's gonna be hard for me to say no. I'll just say that much. <laughs> All right. If you got a hundred ninety thousand cash, it'd be hard for me to say no. What about one eighty five? Mm. Cash money in a big duffel mm. bag. I'm not. No, going no, no. To... Briefcase. Yeah, I like a brief. That's classy. A, a nice That's classy. Samsonite briefcase. <laughs> hundred ninety. No, hundred eighty five thousand dollars in cash. I mm. mean, you get to go on a spending spree. You get to drop this and go go on a spending spree. One hundred and eighty-five thousand would solve a lot of like you know financial worries, um, but mm, I'm sticking at one ninety. <laughs> okay. All right, you need the kidney. I'll just say that much. I got the negotiating power here. You're the one that's gonna die. All right. Uh, so I'm Good a, point. I've already came off ten. Don't keep trying to get me to go lower. All right, or I'm gonna walk. Okay, yeah, yeah. and you're gonna watch me and my healthy kidneys walk right out the door. John's like, don't try to sell the salesman here. Right. Okay, yes, right. I know all your tricks. And first of all, if anyone were to get my kidney, like the amount of like soft drinks they'd have to drink to like keep it happy, you know, like used to what it's doing, yeah. would be just ungodly. So you're gonna have that added cost along with it. Uh, wow, I don't know how we got off on that trail. That's pretty corpse smuggling. That's right. Yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. You should just be able to buy a corpse if you want a corpse. Yes. You know, from a willing seller, willing buyer. Um, you know, free market and all or whatever. Uh, this is Trump's America. You can go buy a a body if you want to. Maybe the rule should be four generations and it's public domain. It's just dibs. Yeah, whoever could get it out, get it out of the ground. <laughs> That's man. I don't. That because might cause have, some problems. I have no idea who. 
my family is four generations. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can I can trace my mom's <laughs> side. I can really trace my grandmother or my dad's side too. But there's some holes in it I can't fill. Would it bother yet. you if if you know somebody was wanting their bones for something? I wouldn't like if I if I called you like up on the, the phone one. and I was like, "Hey, John, I got your great 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 grandma. We're going to dig her up and we're going to do a prosperity spell." Yeah. And it's, I've been assured by a dude on YouTube it'll work. Are you in? I don't know that I would come to it, but for like my great 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 that I've never met or knew, yeah, yeah, that's my point. That's no big deal. Like if it was like my grandmother or or you know my immediate grandparents, yeah, because you knew yeah, your that's immediate grandmother, that's right? And my, yeah. I knew my great grandparents too. So that's and. Yeah, I, I, that's off limits. You can't get my great grandparents. Yeah, but you get on back, down. you know, four or five generations. Yeah, I probably wouldn't care. You know, <laughs> I'd just be like, all right, man, have fun with that. Let me know Mix how it works up. out. Yeah, <laughs> let me know how it works. If it works, <laughs> holler at me because I'm gonna try it. Okay, <laughs> yeah. save one of her bones here, and we're gonna we're gonna we'll try it if it works. Save right. me some <laughs> witch's brew. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Well, there's a uh, one thing we know about our audience. And that's that they're all well off and have a lot of money, enough money to buy a kidney, right? Yes. Um, well, they would likely maybe fall into this trap. Probably not, because I would feel like they're a little more. Uh, Hold on, let that biker gang get Goodness by. Christ, got the Hell's Angels pulling up. <laughs> what is going on? That's what, I don't want to get off on a whole tangent, but I, I know that like motorcycles have to be loud so people can hear them, right? Yeah, because they got to be able to fear them. Well, yeah, and, and right. The, the skull face mask don't do it. Right. <laughs> but I don't know why, like, when I'm sitting at a red light, they have to rev their engines all the time. It's like, hey, but I know, I know you're right there, man. Like, <laughs> does that, and I'm not a motorcycle guy. I can't make yeah. the fashion commitment to get into motorcycles. <laughs> you know, like, you got to, like, cut your sleeves off of your shirts and get, like, a lot of leather stuff to wear. Get and, some ink. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely got to have a tattoo. Goatee, you know, you're halfway there. <laughs> yes. Do you need a motorcycle? Let's find you a motorcycle. I do. I need a motorcycle. Okay. See, I'm not a motorcycle guy. I'll trade so, a kidney. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, man. If I sell my kidney, I'll buy you a motorcycle. Yes. All right. Now, my choosing now, it okay. may be used <laughs> on a Honda. Know, slightly worn. Yeah. <laughs> you got like a little mini bike. Yeah. Uh, you got to spend like $300 on it. Here you go, Tiny. I'll paint some flames on it. But uh, Get one of those little you know, pink helmets with flowers on it. Right. Don't even have the face guard. <laughs> but I don't know why, like if they have to rev it to keep it going or nothing. Like I always want to roll down my window and be like, hey, man. Like, do you have to do that? Cause well, they're doing that to because some, it's loud. I mean, that's what it is. It, it is it more like awesome. a, hey, everybody look at me yes. and my cool motorcycle? That's, that's what it is. It's right. look at me and my cool motorcycle. Right. Don't you wish you were me? Right. Stay in your lane or else I'll, me and my, right. me and my brothers will yeah, take yeah. you out Me back and the and banditos will, will, will string you up. Yeah, kill you, sell yes. you to the cartel, and then trade your body for methamphetamines or something, yeah. whatever. Right. Yeah, but I understand that, hey, we got to be loud while we're traveling down the road so you don't you know, merge over onto me. You can hear it and all that, which by the way, I listen to my radio full blast max. <laughs> and, and unless we're stopped at a red light, and you're right beside me. I don't know you're anywhere around guys. So, I mean, I just like loud music. Sorry. All right. Whole tangent there. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay. Um, Payless shoe stores. You've heard of Payless. I'm sure most of our audience has, at least in the United States. Uh, they opened a fake, luxury shoe store with $600 shoes. Um, this comes from fortune.com, so you know it's legit. Wait, is this one of those, uh, you know, excuse me, sir, are you aware you've been drinking basically, Columbian crystals Basically, or basically. 
shoe retailer Pace, <laughs> shoe retailer Payless, Payless recently had a bit of fun at the expense of some fashion influencers in Santa Monica, California. Um, first, we may want to talk about what an influencer is. Do you do you understand? I have heard the term uh, Instagram influ- or social media influencer, yeah, right. and I think this is people with large followings, right? And then and a, companies will pay them money to right. to wear their stuff because yeah. they know that you know this guy's you know he's got one point five million yeah. followers. You know, half of them are going to go out and get his shoes because yeah. they're so cool, just because he's got them all. He's he says them. they're yeah, cool, yeah. right? Okay. Great way to advertise, by the way. It's just is if you can get you know people to yeah. who are really popular to come in. I would like you know if sorority girls would come to the restaurant. I'd be like, look, you know, if you will take a picture and of your sandwich and put it on your Instagram and tag Roly Poly in it, then I'll let you eat in a pair lunch of bicycle shorts. Right. And a, <laughs> no, cry in a tank top. No. I'd be like, I'll <laughs> let you eat for free, you know, and, uh, and then you know I'd see them and tag it or whatever and give them their next sandwich for free or whatever. And then all their friends. And then a bunch of lonely dudes come in. Exactly. Sandwiches. But as long as they got cash in their hand, I don't care <laughs> yes. who they are. Anyways, <laughs> the retailer recently took over a former Armani store, stocked it with Payless merchandise, and then invited fashion influencers to attend a party celebrating the store's opening. This is awesome. But there was a twist. They thought they were attending the store opening for a new high-end designer, Paylessy. <laughs> Not looking at shoes from Payless. Influencers who, and this is the brilliant part, my favorite paragraph in it. Influencers who attended the party pay between $200 and $600 for Payless shoes that are traditionally priced between $20 and $40. They actually sold these shoes to them? Yes. Yes, they actually paid out of their pocket for them. <laughs> so they didn't get up to the register and, they're and then they're like, like that'll be what? 50 bucks. Right, yeah. Because you're shopping at you're Payless You're shopping shoes. at Payless, right. What? No, I love the sound effect. It was like don't please don't dub in the other <laughs> horn. Leave that one. Uh, and many of the guests commented on how their purchases were sophisticated or made with high quality materials. The goal was to remind customers that retail uh, that the retailer is a place to shop for affordable fashion. Payless is not traditionally a brand that influencer influencers associate with high fashion. <laughs> More than three grand worth of shoes were sold during the store's first few hours of opening. Oh, that is awesome. Those purchases and the reactions when the buyers discovered they were buying Payless shoes will appear in a series of ads for the retailer on cable networks such as Lifetime oh, and Bravo, no. and as well as their social media. I bet I bet they're going to be mad. Oh, yeah. As for all of those purchases, the influencers who made the purchases uh, – won't actually be charged for those shoes. They did get to keep oh, the shoes. So they, okay. So they were like, "Hey, here's your money back, and you know you keep." Please the shoes. don't sue us, right? Yeah, <laughs> for but ruining your. I'm image. sure since you showed up, you probably somehow consented to us to use your image and likeness, you know, for grand opening purposes of oh, Paylessy. And so you're stuck with us making fun of you on social media for the rest of your life because it's the internet and how dumb you are to buy these shoes that are 40 bucks. I can't wait to hear these. I think it's going to be great. I think it's going to be so awesome. Number one, because... Such like, a great idea. Yeah, the people that are of the influencer, you know, yeah, thing, yeah. Um, most of them are extremely <laughs> annoying to me, you know. Not that I, like, follow a lot of influencers or stuff. I follow a lot of people who think they're influencers. You That's know, true. it's like you know, like because a, you know everybody on Instagram is an influencer. Yeah, right. Somebody, right? Yes, yeah, like you'll like read their bio, and it's like uh, you know, uh, 
you know, model influencer. And I'm like, you're my friend's daughter. You know, like <laughs> you work at Jack's over here on highway 43. You're nothing, you know, or yeah, whatever. I, was, I mean, I was raised to be honest, you know, right. I've, I was always told my whole life and, and look, like everybody else, I have occasionally told a lie, but it's something I've really tried hard to stamp out of my life. Yeah. And most of the time, if I don't want to tell the truth, I just won't say to something. Right. Like, you know, Tara's like, did you eat my piece of pie? And I'll just be like, what What was that? What'd you say? <laughs> what was that? Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, something about flies? <laughs> you know? Yeah. That's, I guess that's my way of, of, yeah, yeah. of trying not to lie, but at the same time, not share the truth. Yeah. Point is... I really like to refer. I, I want to be a podcaster so bad. Right. I guess technically I am, but I still feel like I have to put amateur in front of it, okay. or else I feel like I'm lying. So a yeah. lot of times I tell people I'm an amateur podcaster. Okay. You know, because I'm. It's not. I'm not doing this for a living. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> well, I can see that, but I mean, essentially, which I don't really have the desire to tell people I'm a podcaster. Most of the time, when people are like. Oh, you do a podcast? I'm like, let's yeah, <laughs> let's set your expectations really low going in because yeah. we don't really know what we're doing and we're getting better as we go. Yes, uh, but uh, it, I'm always like, ah, you know, do I want this person to get into some personal <laughs> stories I've told about my dog possibly being racist and all that? Whereas you're like, everybody needs to listen, which is the attitude <laughs> yes. we should both have. And I'm good with like strangers and stuff. I'm yeah. great with that. But like people I like really know, I'm like, ooh, did I talk about them on the show? And now they're going to listen and then I'm going to be in trouble. Yeah, I try to bait people that way. Yeah. I try to trick them into downloading the show and listening if I'm like, hey, we, we're talking about you. Yeah, that's so bad. You know, Deidre told all those people in that foster parent class about <laughs> it, and I was like, oh, man. Did anybody like, start listening? They all said they listened to a few episodes. I tell you what. um None I really, of them have left a review that I know <laughs> I of. I was going to say, I think you're good because yeah. I have learned that Strangers is really your best bet right, when it comes yeah. to listening to your show. Yeah. Because when we first started this, I mean, I was telling everybody right. to the point they were probably tired of me talking about it. Right. You know, trying to get people to listen. And, you know, and there's some people did. Right. But I give this advice to other people because, you know, I talk to people online who, who are thinking about starting their own podcast. And I tell them, hey, tell all your friends and family, but don't get your feelings hurt when they don't listen. Exactly. Because a lot of them won't. Right. They'll tell you they will. They won't. They won't. Right. No, I agree. <laughs> You know, I, I don't I don't hold it against people for yeah, not listening. Yeah. I mean, we may not be what they want to listen to. That's mm-hmm. cool. Um, but I can't really imagine that. But yeah, I suppose either. it's I true. I mean, we're both likable dudes. Yeah, yeah. You know? I feel like people would just support us. We're changing us the face of the internet for the better. Here. Right. Yeah. We're just we're just trying to have a little fun <laughs> and let everybody else enjoy it. Hear about some weird stuff. That, I mean, these are the people we live among. They will fart on you in Dollar General and they will smuggle your corpse once they stab you. That's just the people that we for have. Meth. Yeah. For me. Yeah. Especially Smuggled in Florida. By Hell's Angels. Yeah. By Hell's Angels who rev their motorcycles up to, so everybody looks at them. While John's trying to listen to Grateful Dead. Exactly. At like volume 63, which is a top volume in my car, by the way, which is a weird number <laughs> for weird your volume number. to end at, but that's what it does. I would have made it 69. Oh, nice. <laughs> so nice. So nice. He's saying that because this is his old football number, kids. Yes. Just so you know. He's a dominant football player. <laughs> yes, football. Ask me what position I play.
whose turn it is because we got to talking. Uh, I got a short one here. Okay. That. All right. New Mexico passport. Confused marriage license clerk doesn't believe the southwestern state is in the United <laughs> States. <laughs> Great. A New Mexico resident didn't just have to prove his love before getting married. He had to prove New Mexico is a state. <laughs> Which I imagine that's when you whip out Google, Google yeah, Maps. right. <laughs> My question would be to the guy like, uh, where did, were they in New Mexico when this happened? No, oh, they okay. were not. All right. When Gavin Clarkson and his future bride applied for a marriage license in Washington, D.C. Oh, okay. So this is the nation's capital. That's right. You think yeah. they would know. Mm, I've been there. Went there this summer. I mean, are they not counting votes? I mean. Um, yeah, I don't know. You see what I'm saying? I mean, I don't know. I'm saying. you. I mean, we see how our nation works, right? <laughs> That's true. Okay. Well, they went earlier this month, and when they applied for a marriage license, they were told they needed to provide an international passport to be approved. Okay. All right. <laughs> you know you are from flyover country when you are applying for a marriage license. Give them your New Mexico driver's license, and they come back and say, my supervisor says we cannot accept international driver's license." Uh, supervisor? <laughs> <laughs> I know. So this wasn't even just the guy at the desk. Right. This was his boss. Say, he actually was like, oh, i got to ask my supervisor about this. And then the supervisor was like, oh, yeah, no, man, that's uh, they got to have a passport. Yeah. Okay, I'm, I'm trying to see the the good the best in people. Right. Is there a chance that maybe the guy walked back there and said, Hey, I got a Mexico driver's right. license? And possibly. If maybe. you're the supervisor, that's exactly that's what, what you're you saying. Say. That's yeah. what you say. Hey, don't pin this on me. He said he just didn't Mexico. say New Mexico. Right. He said Mexico. I didn't even get to look at it, boss. You know? Anyway, he posted about this on Facebook. Clarkson, a former deputy assistant secretary in the interior department, told the Lost Cruz Sun News the clerk checked with his supervisor several times. Uh oh. Oh, man. Not looking good for soup. <laughs> Before the office was able to confirm that New Mexico has, in fact, been a state for 206 years. Yeah, been around a little while. That's right. I mean, we kind of fought a war over it. Yeah, didn't right, we? yeah, all that. I mean, I know it was Texas, but. Yeah, Texas gets all the glory. But wasn't yeah. New Mexico in there a little bit? I think bit they too? got annexed in or yeah. something. I think Texas was bigger, you know, or something at that time. Okay. Clarkson said the whole ordeal took about 20 minutes, and the clerk did apologize. Sir, sorry, I'm an idiot. Okay. That would have been my response, too. I went to school. I am an idiot. I went to school in Alabama. Yeah. I was like, man, I just glanced at this thing, saw Mexico, you look a little Mexican, and I just put two and two together there, and that's on me. I'm an idiot. I'll let you punch me in the arm. That's always a good thing I like to tell people when I do make them make some boneheaded decision. Get this. <laughs> the new Mrs. Clarkson thinks the most hilarious part was when the clerk complimented me on my English. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just digging. Your new Mexico. Yeah. Your new Mexico. Your new Mex. What am I trying to say? Your new Mexican accent is virtually non-existent. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Golly. A spokesperson for the District of Columbia Court said that a clerk made a mistake regarding New Mexico's 106-year history as a state. We very much regret the error and the slight delay it caused a New Mexico New Mexico resident in applying for a D.C. marriage license. Leah Gerkowitz, Director of Media and Public Relations for D.C. Courts, told the Sun News. Wow. According to the news, Clarkson is also a member of the Choctaw Nation. Okay. Apparently, it would have been easier had I just shown her my tribal ID. <laughs> yep. 
So, that's wild. That's hilarious. I mean, you know, that guy at work, just, I mean, every time they see him, they're riveting him about New Mexico being a state, you know. Or, you know, you, you know like, do you let that guy go? I don't know. I don't know, but I tell you what, if I'm that guy's coworker, I immediately go down to Denny's and get, like, the little kid's menus that have the, you know, that have the United States and all the right. states on it. Yeah. I mean, I get a stack of them, and he gets one in his locker every, every single day. day. Right, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's like I would like uh, put like a sombrero, you know, on his chair or on his desk or something when he gets there. I, I would mess with him so hard, you know. I like put a bottle of El Paso, you know, uh, salsa and stuff in there. Just give him a hard time. Yeah, he deserves it, I guess. And I mean, look, I'm not the smartest person either. My, I have made plenty of mistakes. Yeah, and when I did, I paid for them. Yeah, <laughs> with the same kind of ribbing I would dish out to this exactly. Guy. Right. Yeah, that's just what happens, especially in a work environment. Yeah. I mean, you just get it, get it that way. It's that's how people are, you know. Yeah. That's just that's just life, you know. And if you think New Mexico's a another nation or part of <laughs> old Mexico, <laughs> as my cowboy friends would say. <laughs> part of old Mexico. Yeah. Right. Um also I don't I mean, like I say, I don't know a lot about the uh Spanish American War. Not <laughs> yeah. all up on it. All I really know about it is the Alamo and that a bunch of people from Tennessee went out there and basically saved Texas. And Texas like to act like, oh, yeah, we're all big and bad. But if it weren't for the people from Tennessee, you know, y'all would be part of Mexico now. They did function as an independent nation yeah, for, right. what, 10 years, yeah. 9 years, something like that? Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah. And they get lumped in with all of us in the South, like the Civil War, too, because they seceded. They but did. they didn't, like, contribute a whole lot to the <laughs> to the campaign. Just, I mean, I don't know for sure. I was, I was told yeah. that once. But I was told that once. I feel like they've taken a bad rap. Now, <laughs> Alabama, Mississippi, South Carolina, all of us, you know, Louisiana. Yeah, we we deserve what we get. You know, we really we try to break off. I think Texas was more like, hey, this is our chance to be independent again or whatever. Yeah. And they didn't, you know, there weren't like a whole lot of major battles out in Texas <sighs> and stuff. Anyways, anyway, I'm an amateur, very amateur historian, and all that's probably wrong. But I do know that New Mexico is a state. I can name every state, by the way, and most of their capitals. So, can you name all 56 of them? Yes, I can name all 56 states. Who <laughs> was that? Obama. That, that was President that? Obama yeah. back in 2008. Yeah. He was campaigning, and he yeah. made a statement at one of his rallies that they had been to 56 yeah. states. Yeah, which told me. As a, at the time, a conservative conspiracy theorist. Oh, he's campaigning in other nations. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I remember some people like got up in arms about that. But I was like, man, it's just like a slip. It ain't no big deal. Don't get too mad about stuff like that. But then again, you know, if like Donald Trump (laughs) says that tomorrow, then people are going to go crazy on him. We don't even know how many states we got. Yeah. Yeah, that's just the way politics works. You now. forget we have, uh, apparently we have very few presidents who actually know all right. the states. Yeah, right. <laughs> Maybe that should be on the test. Yeah. At you the know, primaries. I bet you Andrew Jackson didn't know we had 50 states. Because <laughs> well, we, we didn't. didn't. Exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, he's no worse than Barack Obama. I mean, he did force Native Americans to go say, on the trail of tear. Killed a lot of Indians. You know? I'm not I mean, sure. Native Americans. I'm not sure he really knew how the Supreme Court functioned either. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's very true. They've made their decision. Now let them enforce it. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I'm going to do what I want. He was a pistol, man. I, I've been to his house before. The Hermitage, by the way. It's pretty awesome um, yeah. if you're into that kind of stuff. I took pictures inside of it. By the way, which mm-hmm. you're not supposed to do. Uh, if anybody from the historical society's <laughs> listening, I'm sorry. But yeah. if you tell me no photography's allowed, I'm taking all the pictures I can. <laughs> Did the same thing at Mount Vernon. It makes you think, hey, I've got the only one. Exactly, right. I'm like, hey, on my phone are the only pictures. <laughs> right. 
I did the same thing at Mount Vernon because there were like no pictures allowed. I walked around the whole house, took pictures like discreetly. So when you look at them, they're all like sideways or like off kilter and everything. But I still got pictures of George interior of George Washington's house. So put that in your pipe and smoke it, you know, the Mount Vernon Society or whatever you are. Okay, anyways, let's move on to this story. Uh, um, high school, this was sent to us by Lindsay uh, Jones, one of our greatest yes. contributors. You know, um, Her husband actually sent it to her. I don't know if he listens. His name's Jeremy. and uh, But if he does, we appreciate it, Jeremy, you yes. passing it along. If not, Lindsay can pass that message along to him. Uh, it's out of Byron, Illinois. This is an AP story. Um, high school football players are suspended for naked Oreo run. What? Yeah, yeah. Um, Ten football players at a Northern Illinois high school were suspended from the team for three games last month after they ran across a field naked with Oreo cookies wedged between their buttocks. Yeah. Okay, that sounds like typical, typical hazing. Yeah, yeah, right. (laughs) Um, My question, and and I I don't think the article gets into it, is like, were they wedged in there like, Long ways or, or like flat, you know, I don't know. I'd just like to, you know, I would need a little more information. The Rockford Register Star reports that the Byron High School players were suspended for indecent exposure, but that school administrators concluded they went on the Oreo run at the school's <laughs> football field voluntarily and were not victims of hazing. The paper reported the story after obtaining a letter sent to parents of students who admitted to participating in the run in October. All right, kids, let's listen to Uncle John give you some advice. (laughs) And this is advice that you can take with you for the rest of your life. Admit nothing, ever, ever, (laughs) ever. Admit anything. What about? And deny everything. What about video? Well, until there is absolutely no other way out, admit nothing. (laughs) Don't go into your principal when he's like, hey, did you guys run across the field naked with some Oreos in your butt cheeks? And go, yeah, you got us. You're like, nope. I would be nope. like, well, I'll tell you what we weren't doing. We weren't pooping on the football <laughs> That's field. Right, around the running track. <laughs> like the pooper attendant did. I would, I would, <laughs> you just don't admit to that. And then when they're like, well, let's pull up the video evidence. And you're like, okay, you got me. Because you're still getting in trouble, you know, either way. But <laughs> there was a guy. they down, may not have video evidence. There was a guy down at the plant that got in trouble. Oh, yeah? And uh, they had video of him. And he told him, he said, that don't look like me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, it was clearly him. <laughs> He's like, he said, I can see how somebody might think that was me. Yeah, it's not, not me. me. <laughs> no, it's totally not me. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you know, this day and age, you're pretty much getting videoed everywhere <laughs> it's at all a deep, times. It's a deep fake. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, so anyways, they sent a letter to the parents and the kids were forced to sit out three games um, the last of which was the 3A state championship game, and Byron lost 24 to 20 to Monticello High School. Congratulations to Monticello High School on uh, yeah winning. Haven't been to Monticello yet and take pictures inside of it, but I'll get there one day. <laughs> but that, that's the end of the article. But I don't, you know, like I don't, I don't know, like, do you suspend a kid for that? I mean, like they voluntarily did it. You, of course, hey, we don't want you running across the football field naked. But it, it's not like they did it during a game. I'm sure it was like they snuck in there one night. And I'm, or I was about to say, I'm assuming it wasn't during school hours, right? So, and also, you, you would know, think, you would think you might could get them for trespassing, yeah. But yeah. I don't think you could really. 
you do a whole lot. You know that this is like from up north because if this was Alabama, ain't no kids, <laughs> 10 kids on the football team getting suspended for the playoffs, you know, three games, the state championship game coming up. No way. No. Nope. They'd be like, you got to clean bathrooms, you know, after school or something. Yeah. But you're still an active student because we still need you on the team, you man. You get suspended after the game. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We'll talk about this after the season's over, son. Yes. That's how it works down here. That's why we're better at football than most places. <laughs> Yeah, I, mean, I hate to break it to you, but the truth. you guys don't take your football seriously enough. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I don't know. I, I I was hazed in high school. I did some hazing in high school. Um, yeah, I'm not a fan of hazing. It was usually swirlies, which yeah. isn't that big a deal, especially if you let them flush first. <laughs> when I know. was on the football team, um, when we were in middle school, a yeah. few of us got to practice with the varsity. I guess because either they felt sorry for us or they thought we had promise or they wanted us to know what was going on when we all came up from eighth grade. Well, one of the things the varsity team did would take all the blocking dummies and beat, like, the rookies out, you know, like, to death with them, you know, in the locker room, <laughs> right. you know, just slamming you with them. And they're just blocking dummies. It not like, really hurt you or anything. But, I mean, it hurt. But, oh, yeah. You know, you were no broken bones and <laughs> you stuff. You got red as a lobster yeah. the next day. <laughs> so you just had to take it, you know, because all those guys were, like, seniors and we were in eighth grade. So we decided we were going to do that on our football team. And so we were taking kids and dragging them in the locker room and beating them with the dummies. <laughs> the blocking dummies. And Coach Hughes, who was our coach and middle school gym teacher and also the defensive coordinator of the high school team, walked in and caught us. Uh-oh. And he had a nub. Everybody from Fayette knows Coach Hughes. He, he, he had like a finger that was cut off. And he like pointed that nub at him and was like, we're going to talk about this before practice this afternoon. So we're <laughs> – getting dressed out in all of our like gear and stuff. And he comes in and he calls me and like three other guys in here and we go outside and he's got like the entire defensive line lined up. He's like, all right, now we're going to let them tackle y'all you know, <laughs> and see how y'all like it. And uh, I was so scared, you know, and I don't, I think he gave us the option of either like running laps or getting tackled uh-huh. by like grown men basically when I was in eighth grade, <laughs> right. weighed like 115 pounds. <laughs> And I was like, I'll take the laps, coach. <laughs> I'll run all day. So I had to run like 100 laps. <laughs> Only one of us I remember who was Zeb Cannon, who's passed away, by the way, was like, nah, let him hit me, you know. And he, he, but he got destroyed. But in doing so, I bet he got some respect. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure they looked at me and the other guys and were like, look at these jokers. They'd but rather like, run 100 laps than yeah, man up and take one tackle. That's right. Yes. I was like, yes, they will break me in half. You know, like these guys got mustaches and like hair under their arms and stuff. <laughs> Like, no way I'm lining up against them. The but, thing I remember Coach used most for was he used to say, I'm going to have to bust your run. Oh, that's right. I'm going to bust you, son. I'm going to have to bust your I'm going to bust you. <laughs> you know, they would, like, push those middle school, like, bleachers up. Yes. Somebody was, like, hanging off one of the side goals one time, like you know, and they were hollering, I'm the king, I'm the king. And he walked out of his office into the gym and he, like, pointed that note out and he's like, Come on down, son. I'm about to crown you. <laughs> but people don't know, like, he played in the NFL for a little bit. He was like a, he was a yeah. tremendous athlete and really like a super awesome guy. You know, like, <laughs> once I got older and got to know him, you know, yeah. he, he was a really just like a good, funny dude, but very intimidating. Yes. All right. That's all I have about okay, my I've high got, school football hazing. I've got one last one. And do you remember the, <laughs> the MAGA bomber? Yes. Yes, I do. Yes. <laughs> Very interesting van he drove. He has been accused of a urine-throwing incident Okay, in his trial. All right. In his trial. 
Yes. Mail bomb suspect Caesar Sayok was accused earlier this year of throwing urine from his van at two women on a moped oh, wow. in an apparent road rage incident in Florida, according to a police report. Hmm. Which, so did this guy just have a bag of urine on hand? I, I mean, I guess so. <laughs> you know, for just, just such keep an it one handy. Right. <laughs> for just sure. such an occasion. Be prepared as a motto of the Boy Scouts. <laughs> the Hollywood Police Department report obtained Friday says that Sayok pulled up near a moped at a traffic light in his white van. Why is it always a white van? It's got to be. I mean, that's just <laughs> that's standard. If you're crazy, it's a white van. With pro-President Donald Trump political stinkers all over it. I'm sure yes. we've seen the pictures. Yeah, that's right. He began yelling obscenities and tossed two vials of urine at the women, drenching one of them. Oh, okay. Uh, the women, 32-year-old India, Indiana Para and... Rimbo Gomez, 29, told police that Sayok attempted to chase them during the March 16th encounter and possibly tried to run them off the road. Yeah. But they swerved into a warehouse parking lot and he drove on. Man, this guy. Yeah. One of the women told a police officer that a maniac Trump supporter threw urine on us and they knew it was urine by the smell. Okay. Oh, man. That's tough. Probably been marinating in that hot van. Oh, man. I hope it wasn't like Early morning coffee urine. Oh, That's the worst. That is the worst. <laughs> That's weird as we both know, know. that. <laughs> and people listen, I guarantee you, that drink coffee are the same way. Yeah, it's a tough one. It says, uh, the women reported the license tag on Sayok's van. They gave a description of both him and the vehicle, and they yeah. gave samples of clothing for DNA testing. Oh, wow. Uh, I didn't know there was DNA in urine. I, I didn't either. Yeah. I guess it's everywhere nowadays. I guess so, yeah. I've seen a few CSIs. I should probably know that. <laughs> Court records, however, show that Sayok was never charged. Hmm. Well, he's going to be charged now. <laughs> yeah, they're going to add everything they can <laughs> yes. on to him. Months later, authorities say he began sending out pipe bombs. He was arrested on October 26th in Plantation, Florida, in an auto parts store parking lot with his white van. Sayok, 56, is accused in New York of mailing 16 improvised explosive devices to Democrats, critics of President Trump, and to CNN. He faces life in prison if convicted, which, I mean, you can't be sending out bombs. I no. don't know. I thought none of them were, like, functional, though. I, well, okay. I have read reports that they were functional and didn't go off, okay. and then I have read other reports that said that they were not. Right. I don't know what the truth is. Yeah, I don't either. But, like, if uh, I mail you, like, an Acme, you know, stick of dynamite that's, yeah. like, never going to blow up, do, can I be arrested? Okay, like mailing okay, a bomb. Here's a perfect example. I remember back, you know, in college, my college days. Yeah. There's a, a guy who he was a buddy of mine who he took a whole bunch of random wires and some batteries and some road flares and some stuff and he electric taped it all together and nice. he hid it in my dorm room one night. Wow. And gave me like a, a list of clues to find it. <laughs> you know? Yes. I don't think he should be charged with yeah, making, a, making a bomb because yeah. it wasn't a bomb. It was right. all just a joke. Right. You yeah. know? And I didn't get blown up. Right. And I, so. I, before anybody gets it twisted, I'm not like defending the <laughs> no, MAGA no, no, bomber no. dude. I don't care what they do to him. You know, yeah. if he if he calls some people to freak out, that's fine with me. I was just curious, you know, like, yeah. can they still charge you if you just freak people out by mailing them stuff? I don't know. Like if I mail you an envelope of powder and you think it's like anthrax, anthrax. or whatever. But really it's just it's sugar. Like, yeah, yeah, or flour or like cocaine. Maybe they could charge <laughs> you with harassment or something. Yeah, But yeah, I don't something think like you should get like a terrorist yeah, like a, charge slapped yeah, on you. Yeah, I don't know. But, yeah. you know, I, I'm not an expert on But the yeah, back to Sayok. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he's the pee thrower. He's a crazy dude. He's yeah, definitely. Like you said, I'm not too worried about what they do yeah. with him. People who like – in. 
in my experiences in life, limited with people like this, but people who like pee in bottles and stuff, you know, instead of the normal toilet, mm-hmm. they've always been like super weird, you know, like that, like we had a guy that worked at summer camp and instead of getting up in the middle of the night and going over to the latrine and peeing, he would keep like an empty Gatorade bottle by his bed to pee in it and then throw it away, you know? <laughs> and I don't know where that dude is now, but I guarantee it's probably jail, you know, like, uh, not all Boy Scouts turn out to be successful. Right. You know, yes. <laughs> and our own problems. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Uh, it goes on to mention some of the other stuff he did, but, you know, we all know what he did. Yeah. Fortunately, no one got hurt. Right. I hope that they weren't actually bombs. Right. But Yeah, definitely. But again, you can't be throwing pee at people. You can't yeah, be yeah. mailing bombs to people. This dude sounds like he was a menace to society yeah, anyways. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And the, the most... Uh, <laughs> The most damning piece of evidence against him is that white van. That's rough right there, man. That's rough. If I'm sitting on the jury, that right there is enough yeah. to convince me yeah, right. he's a menace to society. <laughs> First of all, like, man, how can, where do you get like that many stickers? You know, like, I don't know where to get that many I stickers. Know. I had a stickered up car one time with like, you know, Grateful Dead stickers and stuff and all that. But it was nothing compared to that dude had like stickers on top of stickers on top of stickers. I didn't know President Trump had that many different right. style yeah. stickers. Well, that's what I say. Like, if you're Trump, do you sue him now for like, you know, bootlegging your sayings <laughs> yes. and everything? You know, yeah. like, hey, I trademarked Defamation those. of character. Right. Yeah. Like, I don't want to be associated with you. You know, Trump will throw out a lawsuit. Maybe yeah. you should do that. Maybe Might be should. a good PR move. Yeah. I tell you what, if uh, if the news gets slow or maybe he oh, starts, yeah. he comes under attack. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what he needs to do. Right. See this guy. See he should hire. Out. He should hire Michael Cohen to represent him. <laughs> Just as like, I mean, no, that no, would no, like, no, 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 no. that would make hire, people shoot themselves. Hire Michael Avenatti. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, Avenatti. <laughs> yes. yes, yeah. To, to, to assuming do, oh. he's not in prison for domestic abuse. Yeah, right. Yeah, I don't even know what happened with all that, but yeah, if if he really beat that woman or not, I think he's got. Uh, court trial pending. Okay, I'm not sure. Like wow. you said, I'm not sure. But yeah, I kind of. But I mean, following his advice, I, aren't, are we not supposed to believe victims? Well, I mean, <laughs> I thought we were supposed to believe vic- women. That's so the ironic. That's the ironic part about all of it, you know. <laughs> yes. uh, but you know, who knows? He if somebody's like setting him up or whatever. <laughs> should, I'm, yeah, I'm. You know, I, I ain't even waiting off down <laughs> into that. I'll say something wrong. <laughs> That would get both sides mad at me. There's no way to come out of that on the right side. I'll just say that I quit worrying about that Avenatti dude a long time ago. Yes. You know, like I was just like, man, I, there's too many other important things in life to worry about than some dude, you know, that's like getting on Twitter saying a bunch of crazy stuff and is representing a uh, adult a, film. Yeah, actress. an adult film actress. Yeah. It was just I was just like, man, that's there's way more other important things in life than that. Okay, we want to thank our sponsor, Cajun Curl, um, the world-famous Bayou Blended Spice, for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com. You can order their spice there and their Cajun Curl Cutter for Potatoes on CajunCurl.com. If you use the promo code EOP10, you will get a 10% discount. Makes great stocking stuffers. It does. Um, So you might want to go ahead and order it up right now. I don't know what their shipping time looks like, but let's just pretend you're going to get it by Christmas, and if you don't, it'll be a pleasant New Year's surprise. Don't do what you did last year and wait till Christmas Eve to start ordering your stuff. That's right. Do it now. Yes. It was created on the jolly old Elm Bayou in Evangeline, (laughs) 
Eugene Parish, Louisiana. The Holly Jolly. Oh, that's right. Holly Jolly. It's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, fruitcake, Christmas cookies, candy canes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. The spiral potato cutter is absolutely amazing. Um, It's easy to use, easy to clean, and will allow you to make your own chips using the Cajun Curl Spice. If you want to make Santa Claus happy, leave him some homemade potato chips with Cajun Curl Spice out on the uh, mantle at night and... uh, he will uh, probably leave you more presents. Definitely. He might do it. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure it's a given. I I know Santa personally. I actually <laughs> saw him yesterday. Um, uh, on the website, CajunCurl.com, you can not only order the original Bayou Blended Spice, but the Cajun Curl Chip Cutter as well. You'll also find recipes there, and they are mind-blowing. You can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. If your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it. Um, here locally in Tuscaloosa, it's available at Vowels on Skyland Boulevard, at South's Finest Meats, and um, the Piggly Wiggly over by the nicest Dollar General in Alabama on yes. Lurling Wallace. Downtown Northport. That's right, Lurling Wallace. Uh, first female governor in Alabama, by the way. Um, all of their products are made in the USA, so you not only not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Girl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. It's all natural, low salt, and it has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Um, check them out at CajunCurl.com and use the promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. We ask that our audience use the spice, but we don't ask our audience to pay full price. That's right. That rhymes, and <laughs> it's amazing. I like it. Yes. Community news. We don't have a lot of community news. That's right. So <laughs> That's right. Community. And you know what we do when we don't have community news? Yeah. We talk about football. That's right. Let's talk about football. <laughs> The playoff has been decided. Yes. As we recorded this today, it came out, right? Just a few hours before we got together. And Alabama's one, Clemson is two, Notre Dame is three, Oklahoma jumped Georgia at number four. Okay. We will be playing Oklahoma on December 29th. Okay. And Clemson gets the easy game (laughs) playing Notre Notre Dame Dame at number three. Right. Yeah. I don't know about Notre Dame. I don't their best win is against Michigan, like at the beginning of the season, I believe. And they didn't have to play a conference championship. Didn't have to play a conference championship. Which I mean to be fair, neither did we last year. We're not talking about last year. (laughs) I want to talk about this year. Let's just we're focusing on on the twenty eighteen season right (laughs) now. Okay. Not talking about last year. Um yeah, you know, and I was saying I heard a guy last night that was talking about, you know, whether Notre Dame should be in or not, and he brought up this whole, like, um, ESPN owns the playoffs. It also owns the SEC network and the ACC network. And would it be more advantageous to for the committee, who are basically, you know, there's a lot of conference presidents on there, to uh, leave out Notre Dame and put in, say, Ohio State uh, mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Um, so it would force Notre Dame to have to join a conference. Uh, but, of course, Notre Dame has a sweet their own TV deal, and that's the only reason they don't want to join a conference is because they're on NBC right. on Saturdays. Prayers to all the Irish fans who are forced to watch football on NBC, college football <laughs> on NBC. But, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. It, it, Notre Dame is a big name, big draw. We played them in the Orange Bowl, smoked them, by the way. I mean, completely dominated. I'm just going to bring that up. 
But my friends who went down there said their fan base was huge, and we were wow. outnumbered. But, I mean, after about six minutes into the game, they weren't cheering too loud anymore, and they just had to sit there and watch their team get their butt beat by Alabama. And your best player had an invisible girlfriend. <laughs> true. That's so. true. That's very embarrassing. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, Manti, it could happen to the best of us, I guess, you know. Uh well, um, it did happen to the best of Notre Dame. Yeah, right. <laughs> he really – he ought to be more embarrassed about Eddie Lacy running all over him all game long. He's just like whiffing. You know, he didn't want to square up on him and tackle him or whatever. But, uh, you know, Eddie Lacy was a beast of a man. Still is. Put on a lot of weight since he turned pro. I don't even know if he's still on an active roster. But, yeah, so uh, it'll be fun to see Notre Dame get beat again. As an Alabama fan – I don't really want to play Oklahoma. I think Oklahoma's mm-hmm. really good. We have not been playing well as of late. Um, but we've got a whole month to we do. rest up, practice, yeah. get healthy. Right. I think the biggest takeaway um, for everybody, and, and most people, at least in the South, definitely knows this or follow sports know mm-hmm. this, but not all of our fans do, is the Jalen Hurt story, which oh, yes. really would bring a tear to a glass eye. It was so amazing. It was a storybook ending. It really was. Last year, in the national championship, yeah. we were playing Georgia. On that same field, by the way, Right, Tua had to come in at halftime and save the day. Right. And, and this is to victory. Jalen had been our starter for two years. Yes. He had only lost. He had lost, taken us to two national championships. Two national championship games. They had only lost two games. Yeah. You know, in his whole career. And, uh, yeah, we were not moving the ball on offense. And after halftime, Tua came in, uh, replaced Jalen, tied the game up, went into the overtime. You know, you probably know, you know, he got sacked. We had second and 26. Georgia had gotten the ball first possession in the first overtime, kicked a field goal. Tua steps up, ice water in his veins, and drills a rocket <laughs> to Devontae Smith for a touchdown to win the game for us. It's great. And then Tua starts all year, has like a record-setting year pretty much for an Alabama quarterback. Don't think he beat out Blake Sims, by the way. Just like to throw some love to Blake Sims' way. <laughs> yeah. I think he's still our all-time passing leader. And people can criticize Lane Kiffin as much as they want, but the fact that he took a backup running back, turned him into a quarterback, and he's now our all-time passing leader for a season. Impressive. Totally impressive. Yeah. You know, and Blake Sims is a great dude, by the way, if you ever met him. Uh, but Tua had, I mean – Golly, I don't think he was just like setting records, and he's a great mm-hmm. quarterback. No one doubted that. We had a little tough time in the game Saturday. Georgia kind of had our pass game on lock. Yeah, yeah. You know, and um, let me just ask: if there's one thing that Jalen can do better than Tua, what would that be? Run, run. Yeah, <laughs> and that's what we yeah. needed to do. Yeah, exactly. Um, I think his ankle was bothered. Yeah, had his ankle, yeah. and then his ankle got stepped on by yes. by an offensive lineman. It was already hurt. He comes out of the game, and Jalen comes in, immediately brings us down the was field. Was our starting quarterback. Yeah. This year had to be a backup bench, to a sophomore. To a sophomore. Yeah. yeah. After only losing two games, by the way. <laughs> lost. He's only lost two games. He's yeah. taken the team to two national championships. Right. SEC player of the year. Admittedly hadn't won one, right. but he took us to two national yeah. championships, yeah. and now he's got to play second fiddle yeah. to a, a sophomore. Talk about some humble pie you yes. got to eat right there. And a lot of people speculated that he would transfer. He didn't. Everyone you know. thought he would because yeah, right. it, it kind of be in his best interest. Exactly. You know? I mean, but he decided. You know what? No, right. I, I love my team. I'm going to stick with my team. I'm about to graduate. And if know. I have to sit on the bench and and get to play a little bit in the fourth quarter because right. there at the beginning of the season two, it didn't play they, in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, right. I think he's only playing two I, two I'll fourth just, quarters. I'll just settle yeah. for that. I'll right. take that. 
and and he did, and then he comes in and and it scores is his yeah. moment. I mean, he scores a touchdown to tie it up, throws a pass, a great pass by the way, rolling out, yep. scrambling. The third down conversion to uh, Jalen Waddle was an awesome pass too. Mm-hmm. And then for some unexplained reason, you know, Georgia has fourth and eleven <laughs> from like their forty-eight yard line. And they decide to try a fake punt with our defense still on the field. And they brought in their little black backup quarterback, whatever his name was. Uh, and, of course, we stuff it. And we yes. get the ball back. like at the Midfield. Fi- yeah, midfield. And Jalen proceeds to run the ball in for a touchdown to win the game with a minute left. And, you know, Georgia got the ball back but really couldn't score. And uh, – they needed just like, a touchdown just yeah. to tie the game and take it to overtime. Right, yeah, just to tie the game and take yeah, it to overtime. Yeah, kick would not, was not no. going to do it. No. And they and couldn't do it. Yeah, we uh, – so we won, which is great. We were <laughs> Southeastern Conference champions, and that's great. And Jalen saved the day. And Jalen saved just the day. Just the same way Tua saved the day the exactly. year before. And a lot of people, you know, that I saw on social media were like, well, Alabama fans hated Jalen, and now they love him or whatever. I will say that – I've nope. always loved both of them. Right. I don't know of any Alabama fan that hated Jalen. I know every time he came into a game and at this season, Alabama fans cheered bigger than any other time outside of when we got touchdowns, of course, <laughs> yeah. uh, for him. you know, and, and they loved him and everything. Now, a lot of Alabama fans last season were not happy with the way Jalen was playing. And they knew from practice reports and scrimmages and backup play from Tua that he had a great arm and was great at throwing the ball, and that wasn't Jalen's strength. He's greatly improved that this year. He has. And in the limited actions we've saw him in. Um, so I'm interested to see going forward, um, you know, next year. I, I would imagine he's going to graduate. He'll be eligible to transfer again as a graduate transfer. He can go play wherever he wants to. <laughs> yeah, wherever um, he wants to. And we'll probably do really well. And, and you won't have a bigger fan than Alabama fans for him unless we end up playing him. And then, you know, of course, we will We hate won't him. cheer for him yeah, that game. Right, yeah, we'll hate him for that game. <laughs> But, you know, it was just a storybook ending. I, to me, forever my favorite Alabama football game has been the 1992 National Championship game. That game was amazing because Miami talked so much smack coming into it. And we weren't supposed to have a chance. Oh, yeah, we weren't supposed to have a right. chance. They had the Heisman Trophy winner and all that, and we just – Four won. national championships, oh, by yeah, the way. Right, and we dominated him. That's always been my favorite game. But yesterday, I mean – I, I, when it was over with, I, I didn't cry because I'm a man, you know. But uh, I tell you, somebody who almost cried, I almost Coach did. Saban. Yeah, he did. I almost <laughs> did too. Like I felt it, you know. Like yeah. I was like, man, if I really dwelled on this, I would probably have a little tears. And then I was like, that's kind of crazy. This is football. Why would I cry over football, you know? But it's just I felt so good for Jalen to be able to get like redemption in yeah. a way, you know. Not that I, I don't think Jalen was done wrong or anything. You know, a football team works where the best players play, and, mm-hmm. and that's how it's supposed to work. For some reason, we give a little more leeway to quarterbacks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's just the way yeah. it, the way it is. Football is like a truly American game. We got all these people that are equal, but somehow the quarterback's a little more important than everybody else, and that's like how our government works too. And anyways, so. Uh, he got replaced, and that's the way football works, especially at a place like Alabama. But uh, he uh, he got to come back in and win the game for us. It was it was amazing. I'm so happy I got to watch it on the smallest TV in my house because my kids were playing video games on the <laughs> other one, and I'm a bigger man than making them get off, and I enjoyed it. 
And to our audience, this is what you get yeah. when you don't give us something different to talk about. Next week, I'm going to talk all about the 1992 National <laughs> Championship game. If and we'll replay unless, it, unless down for down, by unless the way. we have reviews to read or emails to read, yeah, or, or voicemails, voicemails to on to. our thing. Yeah, yes. so y'all better get on to it, or I'm going to be talking about how you know George T did, and I'm going to talk about all of that. So you want to talk? I mean, y'all want to hear some Lamont Russell stories? I'll tell them to you. All the bowl games are going to get announced, and we'll go through yeah. each. Yeah, we can go through. Each bowl. Maybe we should do like a pick segment where we give our picks. <laughs> yes. You know, like I'm taking Pitt and the points in this one, you know, or whatever, you know, yes. in the Alamo Weed Eater Bowl or whatever. And the Birmingham Bowl. The Birmingham Bowl. Yeah. The Belt Bowl is what it is, right? Is the it? Birmingham Belt Bowl. It was the BBVA Bowl for oh, a while. Oh, yeah. It was a Compass Bowl. But it was a Papa John's Bowl once and they ran out of pizza during it. Yeah. 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 Um, I've, wanted that, a, I've wanted that so bad to be the Paul Feinbaum Bowl. <laughs> I don't know why he won't just go ahead and pay the money to get his name on there. Someone suggested online that uh, since, you know, marijuana's getting legal, that some of these big, like, marijuana, like, you know, dispensers or whatever should sponsor the Birmingham Bowl. <laughs> just for the irony of not only it being like the marijuana bowl or whatever, but it being in Alabama, which would be the last place in America to legalize marijuana, by How the way. How awesome if we could afford to make it the Earth Oddity Bowl. That would be amazing. We might could make that happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wonder how much it costs. <laughs> like, the, you know, you're like when the somebody's, players. Somebody's people email our people. Yeah, right, yeah. Which is really just me, but I'm not going <laughs> to yeah. tell you that. say it's our people. Even <laughs> our assistant, Christopher Sullivan. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You know, they like get a players get like a swag bag, you know, or whatever, have like playstations and watches and stuff in it. Like ours would be like, you know, like America's thrift, fifteen dollars, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> like a bunch of like old silverware stuff that we don't need anymore is laying around. around. Here, you got a sleeping bag, you know, some, <laughs> like some bumper stickers. <laughs> that's right. Yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know that we could run a bowl, but that would be pretty awesome. That would be so. What cool. if it was just like the Earth Oddity first down line? You know, during <laughs> the Birmingham Belt Bowl or BBVA Compass Bowl or whatever. <laughs> well, our first downline is brought to you by Earth Oddity Podcast. Download it on Apple iTunes today. You yeah. Know? That would be good. I wonder how much that would cost. I don't know. Probably more than Probably me. more than we yeah. have. Unless I sell a kidney. <laughs> yeah. So, I'm just saying. <laughs> so, hey, sick kids with cancer. Yeah. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> with rich parents. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to need some cash. <laughs> All right. We're not working out a payment plan. Yeah. Oh, gosh. Let's see. <laughs> you have been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Overcast, Acast, Podcast Republic, TuneIn, Spotify, yeah. iHeartRadio. We're on them all. Thank you mm-hmm. so much. If you would like to email the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. Mm-hmm. If you would like to follow us on Instagram, that Instagram is underscore earthoddity. That's right. And, and if you would like to follow us on Twitter, hey, we could tweet. You never know. You never know. It's at underscore earthoddity. That's right. Um, we have a phone number, too. We do. You can call and leave us a voicemail. Maybe tell us why your football team should be in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, Georgia fans. You're wrong, but yeah. we would like to hear your arguments anyway. It's uh, 662-493-2059. That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has a great week. Yep. Earth Oddity for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This 
has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening.